global controls will have to be imposed and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's you just blew my mind. Tim Foil Hat. Tim Foil Hat. Tim Foil. And welcome to another episode of Tim Foil Hat. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you know who I am. This is XG as always. How are you, buddy? Doing good. And you? Doing well, man. Crazy week. Uh, last week's episode uh, with Henry went over amazing. Everybody really seemed to love him. Not really, <laughs> but it was uh, happens, dude. I won't let this show be an echo chamber. I just can't let it, dude. I won't let it. It's not. I'm not interested in just one side or the other side. I uh, I like to hear both sides. So but I'm the- gonna get liberals on here. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. Um, I'm gonna get conservatives on here because I think that's. But they ended the world. up loving. They ended up loving the Colbert one. Yeah. Well, come on. You gave them back to back. Colbert is the shit. Then, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna listen to anybody, that's the guy. Uh, but thank you for the kind words. And thank you for tuning in. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Ridge Wallet. That's right. Ridge Wallet is a minimalist front pocket wallet that helps you reevaluate your everyday carry. Launched by a father and son team and funded by Kickstarter in 2013, Ridge Wallet now resides in the pockets of over a quarter million men and women. The radio frequency identification blocking wallet is made of two metal plates, uh, either titanium, carbon fiber, aluminum, and bound by a durable elastic band, right? Because, you know, guys, we carry the big wallets. Uh, We like to keep everything in that. Condoms, if you use them, if you use them. Uh, Parking (laughs) tickets, you name it. It's in there. It's just huge. This helps you minimize it. And they do. People are, this isn't just my mother talking. There are people who are jacking your information off your credit cards, trying to use it. And uh, my credit shit show. So enjoy it. Enjoy all my credit. Feel free to get nothing with my credit. <laughs> I can't get anything. See how you could do with it. So our friends, at, they want to do a special deal with you guys. You go to the URL. It is uh, ridgewallet.com backslash hat. Use the promo code TFH10 and get 10% off of all of your sales. And it's uh, worldwide free free uh, shipping. shipping. Yeah, man. It's all over the place. So you can get it. They've been very cool to us. I, I have one at home. I use it myself. And it's a great product for the zombie apocalypse. And uh, you're going to need that wallet when those black zombies are hauling. Because who needs zombies who have Twitch fiber? Okay? Who needs zombies who run seven four three forties? Nobody. And you know that's a joke. For my new special, Zero Fucks, go to, go to <laughs> Vimeo.com backslash on demand. Zero Fucks. I'm live from the Viper Room, and uh, it's wonderful. You guys are buying it. I'm very thankful. Just check it out. It's two ninety nine own dollar ninety nine to buy, and uh, it's been going really well. The feedback is great, and I'm very excited that you guys like it. And then around December fourteenth, we're dropping the second part, part two. It's like Kill Bill one, Kill Bill two. We're gonna drop number two, and that is Armageddon, and that will be out. And uh, that's more the political side of all my shit talking. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I am hawking products right now, dude. Hawking products. Uh, And that's about it. Check out all the dates, too. Final thing. 
New Day, Tim Foil Hat, Eddie Bravo, myself, will be at Tim Foil Hat live at Zany's in Chicago, December 15th at 11 p.m. Uh, you can go to zanieschicago.com, zanies.com, and grab those tickets. Eddie Bravo, myself, we have a couple buddies popping in on that. It's, it's in two hours of conspiracies. Eddie Bravo doing stuff about drunk Mexican jokes. Um, <laughs> you know, me talking about how crazy the world is, and then we do your Q&A with you guys at the end. Anything goes, any questions, and then we can all get Eddie stoned and see fucking what kind of damage we can cause uh, going to Chicago. With that... I'm very happy to bring on our uh, our guest today. He's doing a little book tour. He's in all the big ones. His book is called The Rise and Fall and Rise Again of Radio's Most Notorious Shock Jock. Please welcome Anthony Cumia. Thank you. Thanks oh, for coming on, be, dude. It's a real to honor here. to have you on, dude. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. It's very man. cool, man. I like this. Studio's nice. It's nice, dude. I'm it's blessed. nice being out in California. You're out here. You're not in New York. So it's this weird kind of like you got to give and take something. You got to take the L.A. Oh, yeah. people with the, the L.A. weather or you go get the New York people with the New York weather. Yeah. People bitch about California all the time being, you know, the People's Republic of California and all that. Uh, but New York's no better. No better. And in some ways worse. How is it worse? The, the, the gun laws are ridiculous in New York. And I know they're crazy out here, too. But I hear some stuff about California. I'm like, really? Because we can't even do that or get that. The new thing in New York, they're trying to pass legislation uh, to uh, – so if you want to get a pistol license, which, of course, in New York you need a, a license for a pistol, uh, they want to be able to check three years into your social media uh, history so and your search history they want to be able to look at what you search out what you see what you've posted and if they what? deem that some kind of hate speech is on there or stuff they will deny you uh the purchase and and exercising of your uh, second amendment right insanity going on in new york yeah, under, and, uh, you know it's uh, Cuomo. here's my whole thing dude uh we are in trouble. This country is basically being destroyed by trust fund kids. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. Oh, yeah. It's like all these Hollywood people that you see promoting all this shit. It's all trust fund kids. Yeah. And their dads all made money in the stuff they're telling us not to fucking get into, whether it's guns or mm-hmm. fucking immigration or war. Or their, their fucking dads made tons of money in it. <laughs> they all live behind fucking, fucking gated communities with fucking security guards. Yeah. And they're telling you not to carry fucking guns. That's why they hate it. It's that's typical. It's been this way for millennia. The the kid hating their parents, hating what they do, so they rebel against it by doing exactly what uh, is the opposite of what their parents did. But they still take their dad's money, their oh, cash, well. the lifestyle, and all that <laughs> shit. Got to eat. Got to have yeah. a phone. Yeah, everything's gotta, you like know. you do it. You don't do this. You don't carry right. guns. You don't. But we can do this. We're gonna do whatever the fuck we want to. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that seems to be the. Uh the, the modus operandi over there of uh, the uh, trust kids. Yeah, they want to do away with everything that they have. A lot of times, too, you get the rich Hollywood elite. For sure. They're also the same thing. They want they, – they've built up their fortune. They've built up their power base. They have the ability to uh, uh, tell people how they should and shouldn't live their lives. And that's when they want it all cut off. Yeah. They say, now we need socialism. And now we need censorship. Like, oh, after you got yours. After you it, got dad it, made money off of war. Right, right. And pain and suffering. Yeah. Now you want to end it. Now you're ready to settle in behind your walls and your armed guards and all the money you could possibly need. So, uh, yeah, screw them. I was just, you know, I was watching Emmys, Emmys and I'm just like, Ugh. this is just a, 
a trust fund kid award show. Yeah, trust These fund kid propaganda fund. show. They're either Yale, Harvard, Georgetown. They're all just the like Ivy League motherfuckers. Yeah. And their dad made... Tons. I mean, like, if you looked into some of these guys and how much fucking their dads are involved in some shady-ass shit, and now they're all theater kids, you know? And they're like the one theater kid out of all their siblings who the rest go into the fucking racketeering and all that (laughs) fucking shit. And But they're sitting there telling you you shouldn't get guns and do all that shit. And it it just blows my fucking mind out of this town. I mean, like, and then you look at the history of people taking guns, man. You look at the history of it. Russia, uh, China, dude. There's like, they took the guns and then there was mass slaughter. Oh, yeah, but that will always follow taking people's guns. Always. Because it's very hard to do when the people have guns to slaughter them. It's a fair fight, so, you know, Which is a big reason why, you know, you don't see a lot of people attacking America. Yes, we have this great, you know, military, which which is awesome, but we also, they know they're going to have to go door to door. Yeah, yeah. What did the Japanese say in World War II about uh, attacking the yeah. American mainland? There's a, a, an American with a rifle behind every blade of grass. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's, it would be suicide. And, so, you know, I mean, this is a conspiracy podcast, so we get into deep stuff. These, all these, the, it. whether it's 9-11 or you're getting into, like, all these shootings. You had Bill Cooper's book, Behold the Pale Horse, called out all this shit. And they're just getting emotional responses. Like, dude, if they really want, why doesn't any of these guys ever go shoot up the Westboro Baptist Church? Why doesn't anyone go crazy and just go on a shooting spree and shoot all those motherfuckers? Well, it's because there's no high emotional impact if you shoot them. You may right. Actually, people would be like, oh, cool. finally, someone shot good. those people. Yeah, 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 yeah. They need it to be uh, just an epic, sad scene. You need something that's tragic and terrible. And uh, that's what you usually get. In the, with I don't national. want prayers. I want gun regulators. Like, what a weird thing to just shout at that moment. Just look at the camera and shout that. When, when I saw that, I'm like... Oh, boy. And then oh, they do boy. research, and she's this woman named Lobster Girl. Did you see <laughs> no, that? They, like, they, they're all actors. They all have IMDBs, and it's like weird fucking shit, right? It's just, and you're like, what the fuck? But I want to get into um, your, your history because obviously, you know, the radio business. Is radio doing well? Is radio dying? Is radio growing? Is it, what, what's going on with yeah, radio? Yeah, t- terrestrial radio, as they call it, you know, FM, AM yeah. radio. I, I think uh, it, its death has been spelt out over uh, decades and decades, television and then satellite radio. And, uh, but I think in a way it's always going to be there. But as far as how relevant it is at any given moment, I can't imagine it's any less relevant uh, at any time previous, uh, previously to right now. It's terrible. It, no one's allowed to do or say anything on the, the platforms. What you have is a company that used to be like a mom and pop. I worked for so many radio stations that you met the guy that owned the radio company, Bob's Radio Company. Right. And you'd go in there, and he'd be like, I'm all about talent. Go in there and knock them dead. And you would. And if you got in trouble, he'd be behind you. you They're know? all owned by uh, iHeart. Yeah, now everything's owned by iHeart. iHeart runs the whole radio. Yeah, radio they run scene. everything. Cumulus, Cumulus, yeah. uh, Q- uh, uh, the yeah, they are. Uh, and when going- I was working for CBS Radio, they were also owned by another company that owned like Procter and Gamble. And yeah. Stuff. So like, if I fucked up on the air, they couldn't sell diapers. So that's gonna kind of put a, a little uh, uh, a kibosh on what you can get away with right, on the air. Right. You got lawyers now that are yelling at you. So now they just sit you down and go, hey, read this liner about what we're doing this weekend. We're going to count down the top thousand songs. Uh, and that's it. Don't talk. We don't want to hear your, 
your opinions on anything because it can only get us in trouble. So you're not really getting edgy radio these days. Right. Uh, satellite turned out to be the same thing. I, I was like, oh, okay. Well, we got fired from regular radio. We're persona non grata there. But at least we go into satellite radio, more freedom. Where We sit down and it's like, oh, it's the same thing. It's a company, a corporation. They have stockholders. They have a board. And they have people to tell you, don't do that. Don't talk about that. So unless you really do it yourself... You are always going to be under someone's umbrella that's going to tell you, shut up, don't talk about that, keep this, these are very sensitive issues. And it's it's abominable these days. Uh, they're silencing people. You're doing my my other podcast tomorrow, which we're excited to have you on that, Punch Drunk. And we always get these reads, and we do these reads, and we inevitably just go off on them. And just like we just do, and our listeners love it, but occasionally we'll get the one person complaining <laughs> yeah. that it's tarnishing the brand, their, their brand. And I go, but you want our listeners to buy it, and this is what they're coming for. <laughs> yeah. The laugh that they associate with this this read is what they'll look into it. And it's like so interesting because you know, podcasts took away the middleman. It became peer to peer, and that's why it's unfiltered. And the more unfiltered, the better it is. When you put a suit there, you know, you see it's in comedy clubs. Like, there's comedy clubs out there where it's like they hire guys who are like food and beverage at a, a, a TGI Fridays becomes over runs the man becomes manager of the club, and he's deciding talent. Yeah. And and they don't have a clue. You like Nickelback, dude. You don't get it all. <laughs> it's all the same thing. It's always this fucking this white guy who just just doesn't get it, man. He likes it safe, and that's not that's not art. It's not art. It's not comedy, and it's detrimental to everything that I've grown up enjoying and doing. I've always loved irreverent comedy, cutting edge, uh, horrible stuff, jokes about horrible things are some of the funniest things I've ever done. Me and Jim Norton, who, of course, was on the ONA show with us, me and Jimmy would end up going on a tear about, you know, Lacey Peterson and Scott Peterson murdered him. Yeah. And, and that was like a half hour of us crying laughing because we were making jokes about such a horrible event. And people don't understand that. They look at it as if you wrote it down in a, a on, on a piece of paper and to hand it to somebody without the ability to decipher sarcasm or parody or satire in that. And they read it at face value and go, oh, my God, what horrible human being. Yeah. Nothing's taken in the context of entertainment anymore. And, it's, and they think it's petty. Like, comedy has to be patty cakes. Like, right, right. If you're making fun of something, that means you're shitting on it, right? right. Like, And this punching up and punching down. And it's white bullshit. chicks love to tell you, punch up. I mean, white women love to use buzzwords like fucking white privilege and mansplaining that they all hear on MSNBC. They just throw it out when they're out of arguments, man. It's like, right. And it's like, oh, punch it. You don't know me, man. You don't, where yeah. am I punching? Yeah. Punching from? You don't know where I'm fucking punching from. They they want to believe, and they want everyone else to believe that if you make a joke about something or someone or a group of people or a religion, whatever it may be, that you're advocating for violence against that group. And there could be nothing further than the truth. It's just funny. It's always been funny. Jokes over centuries have been tasteless and based on on uh, race and sexuality and stuff. And they're always just naturally, I think it's in our DNA that we find something like that funny. And the, the fact that they're trying to 
take that away and trying to say we're better than this. No, we're not. Yeah. We are human beings. We we like heinous things sometimes. We like laughing at somebody who's a little more uh, unfortunate than us. Maybe it makes us feel better. Maybe it's just funny to see someone fall down. It's always been, you know, the first uh, films <laughs> I think about comedy, they silent movies show someone fall down, everyone laughs. Yeah. It's just in us that it's funny and to, and to try to make it seem like we're better than that uh, is is complete bullshit. I've so, heard people say you shouldn't laugh at people that fall, or that person got hurt. Right, Don't laugh. Right. I'm like, sometimes you know, unless they didn't die or yeah, they're not in the hospital. It's I think it's fucking funny. Someone slipping on the ice. There will never be a more funny, spontaneous thing that could possibly happen in front of you at any given moment. And then that Whoop, next boom. person and the next person comes by. Oh. You've seen those videos on YouTube where you're it's laughing long your ass off. after the next. Yeah. And you're like, dude, come on. How, how about the 78 yeah. car crash? Like. <laughs> How does 78, like, around like 60, aren't you like, <laughs> right. dude, let's break for this shit, right? <laughs> um, so your book is uh, the rise and fall and the rise again of yep. the radio's Permanently most- suspended. Permanently the, uh, suspended. Yeah. Um, tell us a little about it. It's uh, pretty much the history of uh, me getting into the radio business with a little bit of uh, my, my childhood in there because I think I needed to let people know where I came from and how I turned right. out to be a, the fucked up individual I am. Uh, and then the radio part of the business end of it and all the bullshit that goes along with it and the, the movement towards censorship and, and the fact that we got away with some stuff on terrestrial radio um, that was – uh, the, the the FCC was the big thing you had to worry well, about. What, what, when did it change? Around when? Was it the consolidation yeah. of all the media and therefore the big controlling of, of the, the, the message? Big part of it. The consolidation, uh, the agenda-driven corporate thing. If you got a corporation that's run by liberals, they're going to want a liberal mindset put out over their properties – their entertainment Which is so properties. Interesting. Yeah, it makes I no mean, like, sense. So, like, you're, would you say you're a conservative? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the, some of the stuff you do is very, and this is kind of my whole thing when I'm telling people when I go on the road, I play red states. I'm like, they're all just, they're, they're conservatives, but they're like, they all, they, they're all swingers and they just don't want you to take their guns or tax them. It's right. really like filth won the culture war. <laughs> it won the culture war Good and point. you can get fucking weird. Like, the days of like people, I mean, there's, there's always, going to be somebody who hates somebody so you're going to find somebody who hates gays most people don't give a fuck don't care what you do with adults do with adults so you go to these red states and they laugh and then they all want you to bang their wife after or whatever weird <laughs> shit you can always tell swingers because they're white chicks in their 40s with like nazi helmet tits that defy gravity and you're like okay you guys are obviously swingers yeah yeah but that's florida texas uh arizona very so you so you're a conservative but the stuff that you did early is a very liberal thing, like sending people to go fuck in a church. Yeah, right? yeah. It wasn't uh, something that uh, a, a normal conservative would. Right. I, I have a lot of conservative uh, ideas and principles and whatnot, but there's a liberal – like I don't care who aborts what. I don't give a <laughs> shit about the abortion issue one way or the other. Go ahead. Take them out of you. Don't take them out. Whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't think it's that big an issue that it comes up every goddamn election as the number one thing. The Supreme Court nominee. Abortion. It's going to be crazy. I don't care. I think there's 800 things before abortion that affect everyone's life on a daily basis a lot more than than abortion does. So I'm conservative, but I'm not like that. 
right. where I need, you know, stuff like that. Sexual stuff, again, I don't care what you do. I do have a problem with this bringing drag queens into an elementary school to tell kids that it's part of career day. Yeah. That, I think, is plain <laughs> and simple uh, indoctrination and trying to make – I have buddies that tell, have uh, kids that are school age. And they go, everyone's gay. Everyone's gay in school now. Not because they're gay, but because they're told it's cool to be gay. Yeah. And it's it's a part of like you're making – you're forcing it on kids to look cool. And they just want to be part of the crowd and be cool. So they're like, oh, I guess I'm gay. And, and it's like, nah, you're probably not. But now you're caught up in this and – well, God there's also, I mean, porn's on your phone now. You've right. seen a there's thousand dicks in your, right. your computer. It's on your YouTube. Grandpa? Yeah, yeah, it's on yeah. YouTube. I don't know yeah. if you've seen it. What, porn's on YouTube? Yeah, I swear. Look it up. Porn it's on, on YouTube. YouTube. What, they haven't gotten rid of it yet? Nope. They, Everyone you gets literally just thrown it off of Porn YouTube. is just, fu- I mean, dude, don't take everybody off in, except that. Here's how in porn is. They're on Pornhub, they're literally running legit ads at the be- like a YouTube video. They'll run like a Ford truck video <laughs> trying to before make you some watch money? this Waffle House waitress blow these 10 black guys. <laughs> There'll be a F1 1050 fucking, <laughs> you know, fucking ad going. I guess they just know what the fuck. They- they're like, screw it. These are eyeballs at this point. You're this at is, your yeah, happiest. Yeah. We got to make some money. I mean, if you get somebody to jizz after they just watch your video, <laughs> there's a good chance they're going to want to buy your fucking you know, yeah, it's yeah. way cheaper to yeah. buy an ad on Pornhub than it is on YouTube. Oh, for it has sure. to be. I, it has sure to be. It. And I bet you get the same amount of eyeballs. I would guess that's and the only way care. they're making money. I mean, no one buys porn. I've known guys for my entire life, and I know that uh, since the uh, advent of, of the internet and internet porn, uh, I've never known one that actually bought porn. It doesn't happen. And everything you could possibly want or need is right there on one of the sites. So how the fuck are they making money? And now we know. Truck ads. Yeah, and, truck ads. Like, and, you know. Well, you know, that the fact that these tube sites have really devastated the porn industry. Porn stars basically have picked up the comedian like business model, yeah. which is like, you know, we put out specials. They do a porno. They We tour comedy clubs. They tour strip bars. We do podcasts. They do webcams. We do oh, Patreons. They do OnlyFans. And, and then you had drug, alcohol, and daddy issues. <laughs> and it's pretty much the same fucking thing, Very man. Very parallel to the porn industry. <laughs> right? Fucking it's comedy. unbelievable, dude. That's it's great. the same no stripper, I guess. Shit. It's a male stripper, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it is. I don't know how they make their money. I guess, uh, yeah. Uh, on ads and and live perform, but how do you how do you have a production company that makes porn and go all right let's put out that new movie it's going to be great we're going to make a fortune it's like n- n- how would you get paid it doesn't anymore it doesn't dude. make you sense. must make I mean maybe it's like YouTube where amount of people watch your videos you get yeah yeah. And it's there are guys the, uh, who just like support it and they're like I'll I'll pay a membership yeah but I can't imagine it's enough to make it a business no. the internet has changed. Everything. Like, to a level I don't even think we appreciate yet. I think we will, uh, in hindsight, looking back, I think it's still too new, as a matter of fact, relatively speaking. But I can't think of anything aside from maybe the airplane that has changed society (laughs) as much as social media and the internet. For bad and good. Mostly bad is what I'm noticing. This was supposed to be this amazing – if you told people what the internet would be years ago, uh, just the idea of it – an exchange of ideas worldwide, a global community where we can talk and trade opinions and debate. They'd be like, of course, that's an amazing, miraculous Star Trek kind of future that we're looking for. Oh, by the way, it's just going to turn into bullying, anonymous harassment, 
uh, accessibility to people by literally morons and imbeciles. Yeah, fake news, fake news. And fake news, and and it's all that badness and so little of the goodness that come out. I swear the only good thing on the internet that I see on a daily basis – are uh, kitten and puppy videos. Yeah. And I'm not great. even kidding. They're great. And even those three comments down is fuck Trump and, you know, <laughs> oh, what a cute puppy. You shouldn't hold a puppy like that. Fucking Trump. Yeah. It's like three comments down. It's and, still adorable. Anonymity allows people to tee off. <laughs> oh. And, I, I, you know, it's like maybe when you're looking at your porn, you don't want everybody to know your name. Maybe or maybe not. I don't still don't know why it's an issue, dude. Right. Why is it? I mean, if you guys are shocked that Dwight Howard bangs trans, you guys don't know a dude who has eight kids by eight women and he doesn't want any more kids. Best way to do is bang a lady boy. That's the best way not to have number nine. Not not getting pregnant. Yeah. Can't get poop pregnant. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, like, it makes sense, man. It's just like. I'm for him banging everything because if I want to, I want to bang. I like. Why do we want to put limits on what we can do? Why do yeah, we want to yeah. put limits on these weird fucking things? I'm agreeing with you with the fucking drag queen in an, a third grade thing because you know, like, uh, sex ed isn't about good sex. Like, no, hey, no. dude, if you really want to get her off third graders, lick her asshole. Okay, the mechanics of it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you do this, babies. Ma- that's what's right. about. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be the mechanics of it, the logistics of Just it. Just to scare Not, you. Look it's... at this fucking six foot tall guy in a dress. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm quite frankly, I'm surprised the kids don't get more frightened. By it, it just uh, it, it looks very scary. But they sit down and read books <laughs> to the kids. It, it, they're like like tranny Dr. Seuss or so, and it's just um, I don't know. They're really trying to just force it. Uh, on these kids, I, but it, like my opinion is just me. I don't think it's the trans. I like I know a fucking bunch of trans. I don't know what that says about me. Probably had a weird coke problem. Went down some <laughs> weird fucking porn runs. <laughs> but I know they're not assholes. They're not like oh no, we no. gotta get in front of the kids. They're got wicked sense of humors and they just want to do themselves. You know, it's like these people above. They're just that's in what my I mean. opinion. Just yep. trying to get everybody to fight with each other. I don't. I don't blame any of the people. I don't blame. Uh, the, the the tranny or the the other guy with some weird fetish that wants to because it's the the school systems and whoever runs that that is uh, putting these people in front of the kids because that upsets the parents and now they're fighting like you said there just seems to be this thing where everyone needs to be brawling and it wasn't bad enough they have to make it worse and I've never seen the country like this and and social media is a big part of it because well, it allows us to to hate each other more personally 2013 obama passes a law which basically even though they were doing it before but legalizes propaganda legalizes allows the government to use propaganda against its own and that's what you're seeing so we had this episode mm-hmm. two episodes ago where we had this guy on and we were going to talk about nick cage being a time traveling vampire right <laughs> <laughs> and how all his movies are warnings about what the lizard people are up to okay? awesome um, but we ended up just getting into the 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 state of the union of of conspiracies, and they didn't go over well because he's not a big Trump guy. And I just I want anybody on the show. You don't got to be pr- Trump. You, yeah. you know, tee off on Obama. Two years in Obama, I was like, oh, we've got lied to by this motherfucker, and I woke up to that. And you know, I, there's some shit Trump doing right now. I root for Trump. 
because he's our president. Yeah. Just like I root for Obama because he's our president at that point. You, you, even though you may not greet them, you want them to do well. But the amount of visceral hatred on that episode was really shocking <laughs> to me. Really? Yeah. And then I did another episode right after that, and they were talking about how like AI now – a lot of these comments now are AI. They're just going in there and just trying to fucking muck it up and get people to f- not all of Isn't it. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, that I that's mean, possible. That that some algorithm can pick out a post and start an argument with it, and it's not even a real person, right? It's and uh, it's just crazy, and it's yeah. just like the whole thing is like. You know, the United States is very unique, man. It's like the world economy for whatever the bankers did. They put it so it runs (laughs) off of us. And if we actually all came together and stopped fighting with each other, we could actually fucking start running shit. Oh, yeah. But they'll never let that happen, so we all got to muck it up. It's the the only thing with conspiracies that I see when is the they. Who are the they? There's this never really an answer. It's a very gray area, and I'm sure that's because they don't want you to know who they are. Uh, So that's the part that gets people to – like we want something definitive, and I don't think we'll ever get it. Uh, I, you can assume who they are. There, there are uh, diff- different people who say who they are, and and some of that is, you know, uh, racist or anti-Semitic or sexist, even whatever it is. But uh, there does seem to be a larger power that is running things, and and, and it's it's working perfectly for them right now. Right, it's so we interesting. Are just destroying each other over what demonizing each other. Yeah. These. You know, th- you're the worst of the worst. You're the wor- You're not even a human being. You're a fucking dis- – and if you really take a look at it, like, you know, these redneck, hick, racist scumbags, and you took, like, this gang-banging, like, fucking drug-dealing asshole, and you put them in a room and you talk to them, they probably have the same problems. Right. In, they f- feel, like, no power in their lives. They're just trying to fucking figure out, and they're blaming everybody yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like all oh, these Mexicans are come take your job. Your job went a long way, fucking a dude in a suit in a fucking boardroom, dude. Right. That guy fucking, you know, th- th- this caravan, which is to me fucking straight up just been paid for coming up oh, here. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, we, this guy broke down a picture. They saw the, the woman run. I the, just saw that picture and I saw it broken down with the, the photographers up here. There's another person here being held for like when action is called. Yeah. It, it's so blatantly. And then right there in the foreground is the mother. Two kids in diapers, one with no shoes on. The mother looks like she's wearing one of the kids' shirts. Yeah. And, and there's this distressed look. And it's like, this is too choreographed. It got it's paid. scripted. Yeah. It got paid. Trump, yeah. Trump probably paid. So my dad lives in TJ. Well, either Trump or George well, Soros, because to be honest with you, it right, who knows? They yeah. went half and half. But the thing is, yeah. The thing is, the only way the wall is getting built is Americans got to get scared. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's either, and why would Mexico let them just swiftly come in? Because you know, if Mexico's got a wall for El Salvador, yeah, right? Yeah. They don't let or who's whoever. Yeah. So the thing is, they let them go through, knowing that they're not going to get in. United States, the Trump probably paid the president, and yeah, they're going to scare all, Americans. Dude, yeah, they're going to. Yeah, they're going to. Yeah, they're yeah. going to scare Americans. The belt's going. The wall's going to get built. Those people are going to stay in Mexico. Mexicans are racist. Like I was telling uh, uh, Sam, you know, if you had a kid right now and you go to Mexico, 
the kid can't go to public school? He ain't, he ain't Mexican. It's oh, not really? like here. It's not like yeah, everywhere yeah. else is racist. Oh, except, of course. Uh, yeah. but people want to act, and that's a big problem I have with racism in this country. People only act like what matters is in between our borders. Yeah. Like, the, every group has blood on their hands, dude. Whether you go to Africa, Latin America, Europe, wherever, there has been war. I mean, there is free, there is tr- there's slave trade going on right now oh, yeah, yeah. in Libya. Obama uh, takes out the, the Muammar Gaddafi because he wants to get out the petrodollar. They are selling Africans are selling Africans yeah, yeah. in Libya. Nobody, no, ra- nobody's rapping about it. No, it's not a There's big not deal. One ra- Jay Z has not put out one song about slave nope. trades in Libya. <laughs> I'm not seeing any hashtags about it. Nothing uh, from Alyssa Milano or anything. Nothing, yeah. dude. And it's what, just what, what like happened? it's just fucking chaos. So I want to get into censorship with you because you've de- definitely, you know, oh, felt yeah. it. I feel like it's we're in this weird time now where the left is censoring the right because the longest yeah. time it was the right to the left, you know, not so much uh, like uh, comedy, but just like um, maybe like uh, art uh, lifestyles. There was religious um, uh, censorship, mm-hmm. like you know the you know the Dark Ages, the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, if you didn't do it this way, we're gonna fucking take you out, and that was for <laughs> centuries, right? And now we're entering this kind of weird like. Maybe five years in to this, where it's going the other way, yeah, and it's just like, oh no, you can't say any of this, but it, but it's not even rules that they follow. It's more about rules you can't do. You can't say this. You can't. Oh, a fucking um, a Sarah Silverman's going to do a blackface sketch. Yeah, and but it, nobody's. But, it's, a, but it's, she's doing it uh, for comedy. So it's fine. Well, I was doing it for God. No, you aren't. You're a racist. Oh, oh. So you can do it because you make the rules of who can do it. Yeah. And that's exactly where we are. It, it, it's ridiculous. This wasn't something uh, so long ago. The conservatives were the ones trying to censor. And especially with art. I remember something called Piss Christ. It was the crucifix upside down in a jar of urine with a light shining through it. And it was, you know, some golden light thing. But it was it was. Piss Christ, it was called. So it just, conservatives, religious, right? They went nuts. nuts. This is not art. There was another one, an elephant dung Virgin Mary. Yeah, I remember some, that. And, and, and James Wood went nuts. Yeah, it was crazy. What are you doing? This, uh, But that was the conservatives, or at least the religious right, trying to censor art. The censorship that's going on now from the left uh, seems to be a lot more of a power grab than just we don't like your artwork. That's like we don't want you to say this because it interrupts with our agenda to do whatever the fuck they're trying to do, uh, which still is a, a they issue. Yeah, right, but right. Like, like they are trying to stop people from getting ideology out there, and they're doing a pretty good job of it on social media. You, we're seeing people in the past six months, uh, so many conservatives or just open-thinking people that might lean right – or go heavy right, have been silenced, and there's no recourse for it. It's amazing. I've been thrown off. I'm off of Twitter. I have a Twitter account that I don't tell anybody what the name is. I don't post on it, really, but even if I do, no one knows. And it's just so I can see the news to do my show every day. Like, I follow all the news sites. Uh, But they are cutting people out of this grand discussion on Twitter. Twitter happens to be the most popular social media out there uh, that's 
that's Twitter based. I know there's Facebook, but that's a different. Right. Also, here's right. pictures of my family. Thing. Right. But, but Twitter, in news, in terms yeah, of real time news, news, world leaders. Instagram's great for female buttholes, <laughs> but Twitter <laughs> is all like. Yeah. And Trump I, uses it. All the world leaders use it. Uh, emergency management uses it to put out alerts and stuff. And I shouldn't be privy to that because of my ideology. I should be cut out of the loop where I'm not allowed to be on there anymore and get these. This news, because of my political ideology, the, it, it's it's so fucked up and so one-sided. Farrakhan's on there, you know, yeah. for whatever you, you think of Farrakhan, uh, based on the rules that other people have been thrown off of Twitter, he should have been gone a long time oh, ago. What about the Asian uh, editor of the New York Times? Right. Like, just like ba- blatantly comes out and just Blatant. shreds white people. And this notion that racism only goes one way, uh, it's ridiculous, I like that. They make up arbitrary rules. Just it's like, so well, you're a racist. Print. Uh, you can't be racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, who made what? Oh, my God. That? It's like when you're playing a board game with a child and they start losing and they're like, no, I can do this. Yeah. It's like, but the rules. No, I make... Make new rules. And it's just like because if they applied the rule to everybody, all their heroes would be taken out. Yeah, yeah. And it's really like political correctness is a tool to take out people they don't like. Yeah, it's an easy way. It has nothing to do with right or wrong once or you good label, or bad. Once you label someone, the conversation's over. Now the person has to change their debate on defending that they're not an ist or a phobe. And the initial argument goes away. Yay, I won. I called you this. And game over. And we see Hollywood is like the worst of all oh, the with hypocrisy. Oh. I mean, you had the the Oscars in which it was the Me Too Oscar with Kobe getting an award oh after God. what happened in Denver. It just makes no sense. Can it you just, believe that? And these girls are all dressed half naked. And they're like, oh, I'm making a stand. And like... Dude, all the fucking Me Too scumbags are in that room right now. That's <laughs> You're hanging are. raw meat in yeah. front of lions. All the scumbags. All yeah. the nerd <laughs> dorks that just like, it just became, this became a beta town where all the betas came and they, they were all theater dorks in high school and they never knew how to talk to chicks. So they get some power and they, they just know how to talk to women through watching Japanese anime porn and they think they all want squids exactly. in their snatches. And they just fought, and they don't know how to talk to these fucking chicks. I, I, I talked about that with uh, Aziz Ansari because he was, uh, I didn't talk with him, I talked about him because he got in trouble. He was with some girl in Which his uh, apartment. The- and it just sounded like it was a date gone bad. Like he was just, he didn't know what to do. He's with a girl. That was with him just because he was Aziz. Right. Usually, and, and, I bet you they let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Usually, oh, I highly doubt anyone but I don't saying think no he to him. Ever, I don't think he ever did anything he wants. He was a nerdy geek, and then he's with this girl, and he puts his fingers down a throat to lube up so he can... It was the most <laughs> odd description of sex I ever saw. But it's like, that's all these guys. They never got any pussy when they were growing up. They got rich and or famous, but famous... And, and and now they got girls throwing themselves at it, and they still don't know what to do. Yeah. So they they rape and they uh, uh, use their power to get it. They uh, molest whatever it is, and and then Hollywood is just like, oh no, they're part of the club. Yeah. Here. We and can't we just got to turn our part you of know the club. All these people, whether it's Weinstein, Cosby, all these people. Yeah. They all knew what fucking was happening. Yeah. For yeah. Fucking ever. 
And they didn't say anything. But when so, and you know what the Me Too was? They were gonna. They really wanted to see if they could get anybody on the right, and it yeah. ended up not happening. There's all the left, all the entertainment people are lefties. I don't know. Hey, Chris Hardwick <laughs> gets pulled into this fucking thing, oh. and you're like, she just thought he was a bad boyfriend. Bad boyfriend. That was it. It had no, he did nothing that could be looked at as abusive or or anything. He was a maybe a bad boyfriend. I just heard her side. Uh, and he gets thrown off his show. Is it, thank God he got that back. But ninety nine percent of the time, that doesn't happen. You don't get your shit back. You're 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 cast out as a, a piece of shit. And and that Hollywood community is just, they embrace all these scumbags. And they they're the first ones that want to cast judgment. And one of the best moments in radio is Louis C.K. talking to Donald Rumsfeld oh, and asking gosh, him funny. if he's a lizard person, lizard which person. is. I remember hearing that going, dude, this guy is fucking fearless, dude. And it's uh, what is your whole take on that whole situation? I know he's, he's a friend of yours. He's done your show a million times. What's your take on that and how the resistance to him even just trying to come back? Like, come back right. and, you know, it's like I'm a huge animal lover. And like when Michael Vick came back, I go, listen, man, I don't like what he did to those dogs. It fucking disgusts me. Yeah. But I. We need to know if he's changed. And the only way to do that is to give him a second chance to go up there and show. And if he does it again, he's fucking Valid done, point. dude. Yeah, yeah. So my whole thing with Louis C.K. is like, listen, dude. I mean, like, I, I, I know the girls he did it to. I've had that done to me. I was at UNLV as a freshman, walked into a library. This giant black guy is just fucking whacking his dick. And you're like, oh, Lord. <laughs> and I just froze and I ran. I get that moment. But within, within, and I know the girls, but within the spectrum of what we are talking about when you have Cosby and, and, and Weinstein and all these fucking scumbags, yeah. now he pops up and he kind of gets. Yeah, he got sucked into the undertow of all that kind of thing. I think Louis, uh, I've known Louis a few years. We've had conversations on and off the air. Uh, he's got some strange sexual proclivities. He 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 likes jerking off in front of women. I don't know it. I don't get it. But that's what he enjoys doing. I like being called the N word in bed. I don't know what it is, dude. <laughs> I banged this Mexican oh. chick. She started calling me the N word. I've just and it's such a weird thing to ask <laughs> chicks. Hey, do you mind calling me the N word? I would someone? assume it would no, be but you're taken asking, aback. But you're asking, just like he yeah, did. Yeah. You're asking. He asked, he asked that, and that's, that's all just that it. Yeah. I I haven't heard one story. Of Louis just taking his dick out in front of a girl that didn't know, like he he would ask, "Hey, do you mind if I do this?" Uh, and if not, they give Seriously? you enough to fucking walk out the door, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not like you walked in on it. Like he just said, "I walked in." The on door it. wasn't locked. Yeah, he, he didn't lock you. people into that hotel. I know the story with those girls and stuff. And I believe at the time, pre me too, pre all this bullshit, I don't think it was that big a deal to them at the time. Uh, when you look at something from 10, 20 years ago in today's ridiculous, bullshit, ethical, moral uh, haze that we're living in, almost everything's bad. Almost everything was some terrible misdeed that you did to somebody. It was harassment. It was sexual harassment. Everything Trump you says right look. now isn't as bad as it Obama said it or George Bush yeah, said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, years ago. Same, Dude, I used to yeah, have yeah. a rule, a, a thing where I was making out with a chick. I used to ring her doorbell. You reach down, you <laughs> ring the doorbell, and that's a sign whether they want you to come in or not. That's like a no-go. You can't ring doorbells you you could, anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't think ringing the bell would uh, 
It wouldn't fly anymore. That's not flying. And I think like a lot of these female comics, it's really hard to date anybody now in the in the scene because oh, yeah. you just don't know when shit's going to turn wrong. It's We've seen five, w- ten years. It could go bad. And based on what? Because in ten years from now, something that's completely normal and accepted now becomes this awful thing. How are you supposed to know? We crystal ball. How are you supposed to know in twenty years what you did that everyone was doing and was fine is now going to be a problem? Yeah, and you it's know. and it's just it's weaponized. Yes, and what we've seen here is going back to censorship and political correctness. Is these people are weaponizing these things not because they care? Maybe they do care a little bit. I'll take that back a little. But it's all about helping their careers, yep. getting exposure, getting opportunities, oh, yeah. diversity showcases, fucking writing gigs on shit. That's why nobody cares about pedophilia in this town. Nobody cares yeah. about pedophilia. You can't spin that into a writing gig. You can't spin that into a, a pedophile's fucking showcase yeah. for fucking the industry. None of that shit. And Nobody it's, fuck cares. And, and there are stories. There are so many stories of how it's just rampant in this community. Uh, and and uh, like testimony, witness testimony from former child stars against people. And for some reason, this should be the biggest story in Hollywood. It should be a, a blowout, investigations, all kinds of stuff. And they just go like, well, let's – like the Catholic Church. They just kind of, yeah, let's keep it just under the surface, please. What's your ta- – uh, like – like, the, pe- pedophilia is obviously a fucking rampant, like, disgusting thing. And it's, yeah. It's like Penn State didn't lose a minute of football time. No, no. They not a minute on the fucking, not a minute of halftime they lost. Nothing. nothing. They had at least one guy, Sandusky, in there just on a, a molestation spree. And people knew about it. The Board of Education board was, of, like, yeah. pimping kids out. They knew it. And Allegedly. did nothing about it. So, I mean, why? Yeah, it, they, Penn State is very lucrative uh, uh, school, and their football team is very important to uh, their school. So you don't fuck with it. You fire the guy. You, you, he goes to prison. Everyone goes, oh, that was terrible. But then again, like Hollywood, sitting out at an awards show, they all look and go, oh, all you fucks are guilty. You all are. How does... Any of these bullshit Me Too actresses get up on a stage, look at that audience, and know that they're all somehow all involved, yet they just – and we need to do something. It's like, you're full of shit. The cover's been ripped off, by yeah. the way. The cover's been ripped off of everything. I think Trump is a huge part of how the cover was ripped off media and uh, Washington yeah. and Hollywood. And and there's no just covering up because a star we all drool over says it's okay. Now we're looking, going, no, I think you're full of shit, and and, and we're treating the mainstream media that way and uh, politicians in D.C. And I think that's great. No trust in the mainstream media. Their numbers are not. You'd say a million people, oh. which is great. I know podcasts that get two, yep. three, four million. So when CNN gets a million with that kind of budget, it's means nothing. fucking nothing. It means nothing, dude. The media, the the, the uh, social media, uh, Facebook is just disintegrating. Dying right there. Forty on the line. million people logging off, deleting their thing. Yeah. Uh, Twitter's taking a giant beating. Now you have. Uh, Government looking in to get regulation, which some people are for. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know either. That's where I am. I don't know. I am 100%. I don't like government regulation. Stay out of my shit. 
I, t- I tell a story. Uh, I've told the story many times about the, the the project it was to remove a goddamn tree from my yard. The amount of money That's and what inspectors we're talking about. and all that shit. <laughs> I don't want that Too type much of government tape. regulation. If I want to cut a fucking tree down in my yard, I want to do it like like Pa Ingalls on yeah. Little House on the Prairie. I want to get an axe and chop the fucking tree down. Now though, like something like this. And I, I use this as an exa- example all the time. If I'm on the phone, Verizon, and I call my brother and we have a conversation, and then Verizon calls me and goes, I don't like the conversation you had with your brother. We're not giving you service anymore. They can't do that. They're a regulated right. business. Now, I think at the beginning, Twitter was just kind of a message board. It, it's become something it's like that, util- though. It's a utility and needs some form of oversight where they can't arbitrarily throw people off. That's all I'm looking for. Not content. I don't want the government saying, well, you can't write this. Like, I don't want them governing what you can and can't do. They just need to make it where a, a, a voiceless, faceless entity can't decide whether or whether or not I can be part of the discussion. Yeah. I mean, like, I think people understand that hate speech isn't right. But, I mean, you can't pick and choose where you apply no, shit. it's too arbitrary. How about you just block these people? There like, there's this notion that, like, I have to sit there and let people in the chat boards fucking tee off on me. And, <laughs> yeah. well, that's a part of being an artist. Really? Because no. Frank Sinatra never went through that. <laughs> Sammy, Davis ne- Sammy Davis Jr. never went through that. They never had people just teeing off on them. Right. Why do I have to sit there and tell I'm giving you free content. I don't need to sit here and take your fucking vicious no, attack for no fun. Good. Oh, box. look, censorship. You're blocked. Why would I? It's almost like listening to a, an old radio station and uh, retuning it when you hear static. Oh, you don't want to just listen to the static? <laughs> Those people are static to me, and I try to tune them out. The FCC has kind of been like that for a while, right? There was like, you guys might do something, then Oprah might do the same thing, and there was no yeah. fucking uh, punishment for Oprah. Right. There but was... yet you guys would get lit up, and here yeah. it's this fucking picking or choosing where you would apply these rules. Yeah, they would. Uh, people would complain to the FCC. Uh, they would then investigate it and look at a transcript of the show, which is the worst thing you could do. It gives no context to the conversation and, and say, well, this is breaking FCC rules and regulations. And then the lawyers for the radio station would litigate it with the FCC. They usually settle, give them a donation, not a fine, because they love saying, we've never had to pay a fine. They paid millions in yeah. donations to the FCC. Another one of these underhanded bullshit Everything's a bribe. But then Oprah would say something or uh, another talk show or host, and it would be like, well, no, this was done educational purpose. It's like, who gives a shit what it was done? Uh, we're doing it as a joke for fun. It's the same language. But because she's doing it under this guise of education, it's an entertainment show. Oprah's not educating people. It's entertainment. Uh, so that was that got frustrating as hell. But now the FCC is fucking cute. It's quaint. Yeah, it's nothing now. It, it, no it, one it, gives a yeah. shit. Yeah, it's the people on social media that can say you said this, put a recording up there, and all of a sudden now you're the biggest piece of shit on the face of the. And earth. their whole argument is like we are a private company. We could do whatever we want. You're not a private company. You're publicly traded, and on top of that, you got seed money directly from fronts for the CIA who gave you giant fucking endowments to get off the ground. You are you 
You came from the U.S. government. You're probably an extension of U.S. Go- government. These blue checks are just fucking astroturfing. Uh-huh. This person's got blue check, and they got um, I, I, this AI shit where this person just knows. Uh, they see certain words. They're like, oh, yeah, this guy is always tweeting something. We like, retweet, retweet, retweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not a it's not a private company at all. No, no, it, it's not. It's very it's like you said, publicly traded, and uh, in essence, it's a public company. It, it's supposed to be there as this. I don't know what it actually uh, started as, but isn't it supposed to be an open exchange of ideas and whatever humor, what, whatever it is? And it's just not that now. It is a propaganda machine. This thing is putting out information. Uh, only allowing one side. And we've seen people uh, over the past few weeks, Laura Loomer got thrown off. Um, Jesse Kelly, I think, just got thrown off. Uh, Gavin McInnes has been off for a while. He got thrown off. Uh, myself, I'm gone. Alex Jones, gone. Like, they, it's all one side of the group here. But I even think it's deeper than one side. I think it's the group of people who question the power authority mm-hmm. from the right. Meaning it's not just like, oh, hey, I hate lefties, but it's like, dude, look at this fucking bill that just got passed. It takes away our privacy or, uh, dude, why are we in it's like this? It's, it's the power to authority that they say is, oh, we're getting rid of the right. No, you're getting rid of people who are questioning yeah. the operation of what's going on with this very corrupt government. Interesting, because the, the last few people that have been uh, kicked off, and I think Ben Shapiro has been uh, trying to use the same language that got other people thrown off to see how ballsy Twitter would be to remove him, uh, is saying that men are men and women are women. There's two genders based on your chromosomes, and, and, and that's it. You have a penis, a vagina, that's it. And people have been getting thrown off just for stating that as being uh, some type of phobic. And uh, so he's been doing that. But that makes good sense. That is part of the operation. Yeah. That is part of this thing that needs to be perpetuated. So if you challenge that, you need to go. Right? About the fucking the Clintons and all the evil shit that they're up to in this this, you know, I hear people like, if you have a problem with fucking uh, you know, Diane Feinstein and Clinton and, and blah, blah, blah. It probably has more to do with you women. Well, we oh, voted God. in more women than we've ever voted in any time in any election the last midterm. That argument is like really fucking old <laughs> and it doesn't apply today. Okay? You are, you are sexist by, not think, by thinking these women can't be evil. Mm-hmm. And defending a woman who is just like, people keep talking about emails. She should hope the only thing they care about is those fucking emails and being on a private server. What was going on on Anthony Weiner's laptop yeah, yeah. is so fucking offensive that the NYPD, they were saying they were crying when they saw what was oh, on there. Jesus. Right? So you got this fucking... So then people calling these people out, all of a sudden now they're getting kicked off Twitter. They're calling people for like fucking pedophilia, uh, child sex trafficking, like this Nexium cult that just got busted. The, you know, this is how the, the media works. They'll, they'll put out something that says, hey, they're, they're busted for uh, sex trafficking. Uh, no, they're busted for child sex trafficking. Uh-huh. That, I mean, both are bad. One is way One worse. One is than... way worse. Yeah, yeah. But why are you leaving that out? And then people push back. Oh, stop it, man. So I was like, no, dude, it's right there in the court papers, dude. Why are you co-signing on this bullshit? A lot of uh, headline uh, readers out there that uh, think they can 
get into a debate with you based on nothing but having read the headline. Uh, they don't do any research. They don't look into things. And then when you hit them with actual facts, they'll just turn around and call you a racist or something or a sexist and, and uh, conversation over. That seems to be the lifespan of every Twitter argument I've ever been in. So if it's going to turn into a public <laughs> utility thing, don't you think there'll just be a new Twitter just like there's a Reddit and a 4chan, it'll just kind of be like we got to well, go get, get a little more underground yeah, or deeper. Yeah, it, but I you want to have the, pl- the you need a place of commerce, right? You need a place where like everybody goes for commerce, yeah. where like the Janes and the Joes, your middle America people, go there, and you can get them to come and be you know follow your brand. But yeah, you always have the underground Reddit. Reddit's kind of like the shady ass one, but Reddit's got these like. These weird, uh, uh, fucking, what am I looking for? Like, people just go around and regulate, and you don't even know who they are. You can't even click on their, when they tell, oh, you violated this group. Oh, yeah, group, yeah, group. yeah. And you're like, what, what, you look up what it is, they never tell you what it is. <laughs> oh, no, that's just it. No one ever really tells you what you did wrong. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck am I, why am I getting, bl-? you know, I, I'm in, I'm in Reddit jail for fucking a month or two months. I just got told now I couldn't comment. What did I do? I just didn't even comment on anything. Yeah, and yeah. it's just this weird kind of invisible hand that's very dark, dark. I know that Israel's doing a lot of like AI shit. If there's anything questioning Israel and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. You know, and you could love Israel, not love, but that becomes a, a form of censorship. And, and on top of that, I know government outside of this government that is doing the fucking censorship and all that stuff. Yeah. People don't realize it's a worldwide thing. It's not just, uh, it, it, Twitter isn't just America. It's not. It's, it's being, everywhere. And, and, and it's uh, influencing, uh, the world. I, I, I like that about Twitter. Make your own Twitter and make your own this or that or anything. It's like Twitter is the Coca-Cola of, of social media <laughs> at this point. You can make another platform like Gab has done, but uh, you're never going to get the exposure that you get on Twitter. Donald Trump is on Twitter. It's it's, And, and then they go, well, make your own. And it's like, what, what am I supposed to do? Start stringing fiber optic cables? Yeah. Yeah. To, to people's houses uh, because then above that is the distribution. Above that is the infrastructure. So there's always going to be someone that could pull the fucking plug on you. you well, you got to go to market to sell your goods. Right. I could set up my fucking selling corn in the middle of a field, but if no one's going there, no one's, no one's going to buy the fucking corn. Yeah, yeah. Do exactly what you're doing now without the mic out on the street. Yeah. <laughs> and you're still doing a show. Fun. Still doing a show, but, you know, maybe if you needed a mic and – this and it goes out onto the internet, uh, then you're you're talking to people. <laughs> uh, so so t- tell us about Compound Media because I, I you know I remember talking to Rogan. He was talking like you were one of the first to do podcasting. Yeah, yeah, it was like, uh, way back years in ago, man. I as a hobby, I was with uh, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, and uh, I liked the visual medium. I noticed a lot of the ONA shows we started, and a lot of other shows started watching videos on the radio. You're watching a video and you're like, oh, this is two girls, one cup or something. It's like, oh, this <laughs> Man, is happening. And this they is- fucked up. They should have gotten a PA agent and <laughs> wrote a book and toured off right? that shit. Where are they, man? Viral sensation. The big most watched video of all time. Of all and time. They should have been on tour. God. Comedy. The two chicks, one cup comedy Just tour on Netflix. <laughs> gone like the fucking, you know. The, the kid that Where are they did now? his brother's finger video. Where are uh, they now? Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, Compound Media, I started doing uh, shows from my basement. I built a studio in my basement, kind of piecemeal over the course of time. I, I was like, people are watching videos. I want the opportunity to do a video show from my house where I could play clips. And I wanted it to look like a news program because I, I, I really wanted it to look professional. But I wanted the host to be just drunk and rambling on about shit because that – that whole uh, contrast is hilarious to me. So I got the best equipment uh, and, and built this studio in my basement. And every so often at night, uh, I turn it on. I do drunk karaoke. I would go into the studio part and play clips from the news and just rail on society and politics and entertainment and everything like that. Peer to peer. And yeah, and it was uh, it was great. It was cool. It was fun. I loved doing it. And I started noticing, yeah, people like Joe Rogan picked up on it and was like, fuck, if you can do that. Like, it's so obvious once you realize it's like, oh, I could just do that. I could just grab a mic and a camera, whatever, and put it out there and, and you know, get right to the people without having to get hired by some company. Um, so, yeah, it was very early on and uh, I saw the, the uh, potential in it. Uh, but as long as I was with Sirius XM, I couldn't really expand on it. They actually started giving me shit during one of the contract yeah, negotiations. Dude. They're like, hey, we have you exclusively, and you're giving away this content. I'm like, give it. It's in my basement. I, I'm doing what I would normally do, but a camera's on there. <laughs> you just, they try to control, and you just can't control. That's Art it. will find a way, dude. Yeah. Art will find a way. Uh, so I want to talk about, because I, I remember when the, the shit hit the fan, and you ended up. <laughs> Uh, leaving Sirius Radio, and it was a, it involved uh, a, a woman uh, on the streets, a black chick. Was that was that is that what caused the the end of it? Basically, you and this interaction you had with this black. Yeah, chick? it was it was uh, tweets. I, I about I, her. And I, she, I thought about she like. The event I remember that going. Night. I think he, she's attacking him. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. But was, yeah, you're the bad guy. An assault. It was an assault on me. Uh, and I yeah, I tweeted about it. And they were like, oh, well, that's – I didn't like your uh, – they said they didn't like my tone, my violent tone of my tweet. You just got attacked. So it wasn't even a, a thing about race or anything. They just didn't like that I was – I was angry. I had just been attacked. I walked away from it without inflicting any injury or violence or anything. I walked away and went to my apartment and decided I'll, I'll tweet about it. But uh, words being more powerful than actions these For days. For sure. Uh, I didn't realize, you know, that, that being angry after you were assaulted was something you shouldn't do. <laughs> so that was that. But I always say I'd have been fired five more times after that. Do you uh, – so. was it getting weird up to that moment? Were you butting heads with Sirius at that point? Uh, yeah. At, at that point, we, we were. We were kind of pissed off because we weren't really able to do anything. We uh, weren't getting good guests because of Howard. You know, Howard would uh, put the kibosh on us getting guests that had done his show. And if they're in the building that day, they're doing Howard. And we'd be like, oh, we'd like to have them over uh, on our show. And it's like, no, well, they're gone. And they left after Howard. Uh, but I didn't even really care about that. I was just – if me and Jimmy could sit there and laugh our balls off, that was good by me. Uh, and then me and Opie, our relationships really started going south. So uh, it wasn't even so much that SiriusXM wanted to get rid of me. I honestly think Opie was kind of thinking, eh, maybe I should do this myself. Uh, so I think it helped push it along uh, and gave them uh, all a good excuse to uh, blow me out the door there. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. 
fucked up. And uh, I knew that J- Jimmy and uh, and Opie wouldn't last long because uh, Opie's not an easy guy to work with. <laughs> not an easy guy to work with. Jimmy's great. He's hilarious. Uh, but I knew like their personalities just would not work together. And a year later, that was done. How do you think Patrice O'Neill would handle today's <laughs> kind of um, uh, political correctness? You know, his clips still resonate. Oh, so it's good. almost like old Bill Hicks. Bit, yes. You know, bits. You're like, dude, that fucking plays right now. And it totally, it, it totally fits it, right now. It, it, yeah. He... Uh, the thing is, you'd never know what he would have said or thought. That was the greatest thing about Patrice. I'd sit there and talk to him about something and be planning my next comeback statement to him, you know, and go, oh, I got him. I so got him. And then he'd twist it and turn it, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I got nothing. I got nothing. He just won. He got it. Where did you guys meet? Uh, on the show. On the show. He was a guest on the ONA show, came in, and... Uh, me and him would just have such great in-depth conversations about everything. Society, entertainment, race would uh, uh, come up, of course. Uh, but it wasn't your typical white guy, black guy, race thing. You know, Patrice would be hilarious. And everything was funny. Like, he could really seriously break a, a topic down. But you'd be laughing your ass off, too. The guy was uh, – I was just asked um, the other day uh, – where would I put Patrice in in comics, like, uh, of the greats? And I go, right up there. I go, you just didn't live long enough to right. be one of those. Uh, Elephant in the Room is one of the greatest comedy specials ever. That guy could take the audience and use the audience to make them laugh at themselves. Like, yeah. like I've never seen anyone do that. He is fearless. It was like a, a mystery theater with a twist to it. And he'd tell a joke. And meanwhile, you're telling yourself the punchline. And it was astounding to me. Just a brilliant, funny guy. Uh, but these days, God knows. We saw it very beginning when he, he was on the Fox News show about um, oh, what's so funny great. and censorship. And, and it's so goddamn funny because he just unleashes. He starts describing the angry pirate and the donkey punch on Fox News. And they're horrified. They're horrified. And uh, he's just laughing his ass up. He had some feminist on. He's like, what do you know about they funny? Love, critics <laughs> love telling comics what funny is, even though they can oh, never go yeah, up. Yeah. They, they aren't up there. They're not making funny. They're not making people laugh. But apparently they know what makes people laugh. So we sh- should absolutely listen to them. They think there's rules of this oh, shit, there's man. There's no rules. That's just it. Stick and move. No fucking rules. Now, we'll wrap it up here. Permanently suspended. Uh, where can they find it? Uh, any bookstore, Barnes and Nobles, uh, Borders, uh, Borders.com, Barnes and Nobles.com, CompoundMedia.com. Uh, yeah. And CompoundMedia.com, if you uh, uh, use the uh, code, what is that? Compound20? Compound20. You get 20% off a subscription. What can they expect in this book? You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's a lot of uh, my, my life. Uh, most of it uh, is, is based on my radio career. So it's early on working for a living, doing air conditioning and heating, and then making that transformation to radio and having a, a radio career um, 20 years with Opie and now five years uh, on my own with uh, Compound Media. So it's a lot of that stuff. There's some really 
um, twisted stuff in there about my horrific record with relationships and uh, stuff uh, drinking and partying with my dad when I was 14 out in California, losing my virginity out there to some 19-year-old girl. And, How old were you? Uh, I was 13 at the wow. time. And uh, the story is really uh, hilariously awkward. Uh, and there's there's a bunch of those weird little stories in there that... Um, How did women handle your time on the radio when you guys were, you know, just going for it? Like, do you have girlfriends? They'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, there were a couple of instances where it was like that. Mostly when I was married early on in Boston. I was married at the time and... Uh, much like Aziz Ansari, you know, girls aren't really clamoring for that tin knocker uh, from Long Island. <laughs> so when we started getting some heat and getting some popularity, and we were doing these club appearances where, you know, come out to Club Cadillac, we'll be out there partying, uh, and, and girls were coming up, and now they're showing interest. Uh, it was a tough thing to not uh, crack under the pressure. But a lot of on-the-air things, we'd have naked girls come in and all the, the usual shock, shock stuff. That was such a great stuff. time. Yeah, dude. yeah. Like, shock, shock time. If you had naked chicks, people would be like, oh, my, oh, so degrading. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, <laughs> what are we doing, dude? What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. And this it was fun. Uh, sometimes the wife would get pissed at. Oh, would she get pissed if you had naked chicks on your? Oh yeah, yeah. Be like, it's, it's just yeah. for the show, babe. We'd have uh, we'd have these shows where we called the blue tarp cabaret, and we spread up one of those blue tarps on the floor, grabbed a bunch of canned goods, and had two girls get naked and just wrestle around in in that. No. There's no logic, rhyme, or reason as to why they're doing this, but they just did it, and it was great. And uh, very early on, I'm talking, this was 1998 or 97, uh, I would take digital pictures with this giant, archaic digital camera (laughs) and upload them to a website. This was unheard of. So people that night could see what we were doing that day in the studio. (laughs) That was a time and effort. That was a a quick turnaround. I was so into it, though. And I even started doing video. I would put video of these girls in the 90s. And on what? What was it? It on? was it was this. What was it on ColecoVision? It, what was, was, it, on? it was on <laughs> online. It was a, a Atari website we had, 8-bit? which was TAC, I think T A A C dot com, and it was a, a server that I learned everything I needed to know. I had to do HTML to make the website. Look at and, you, dude. and I put it on there. I got a bill one month, twelve thousand dollars from the server company because I didn't know. You couldn't compress video back then, so all the information I was sending out in bandwidth, it worked out to be twelve grand. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And the company's like, we we get a lot of people that don't know that there's this part of it that you have to pay, so we'll let it slide this time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. But after that, I learned how to compress video and things like that. But uh, these kids but for, have it so easy, man. I know. Back then, it was a tough thing to do, and it wasn't streaming you by any to be stretch filthy, of the imagination. You had to earn it. Yeah. Yeah, and I would take the videos of the I would I would uh, uh, put in the effort to take videos of the girls because there was a shower at that studio, so the girls <laughs> had a shower off after the the show. So I would videotape them washing each other in the shower and post <laughs> that time. as extra bonus material that wasn't on the radio. And again, this was in the '90s, so people ate it up, and it definitely boosted our popularity for sure, I, man. I think it was a, the O and A show was the right time, the right place. It was just those were real th- fans. Those oh, were real fans. Yeah. that takes a while to download back. Oh, in the it day, took forever. Right? Yeah, you'd <laughs> have to let it download overnight. Watch it in the morning. The clips were literally eight seconds long. They were quick eight second clips. Do you think That's a you show could doing that could 
resonate today, or is it just <sighs> oversaturation? Is there like you remember when bimbos were spe- the bimbo was special? <laughs> there was special. that one. Right. I remember growing up in high school. There's this one chick. She was filthy. The <laughs> girls hated her. The boys loved her. Stupid. But she had her one thing. Right. <laughs> now it just seems like every like everything. <laughs> everyone. Everyone's a bimbo. Yeah. And it yeah. just seems like like my brother runs strip bars. He's like it's a dying industry. I go yeah because yeah. these girls go to nightclubs dressed like these strippers. That's now. it. I tell you. It, it, it was shock jock, shock radio back then. Pick up your phone. Tell me if talking about a girl's tits on radio is shocking anymore. No. It's gone. You want to be shocked? I could watch beheading videos. I could watch the, the most crude, uh, ridiculous sexual exploits ever. You're not shocking anyone anymore. So it's quaint. It's The cool. production value of dog porn has gone fucking skyrocketing, yeah, yeah. dude. And you're going to shock someone by going, oh my God, she's in our bra and panties yeah. in our studio. Oh, yeah. It's so silly now to even think. But at the time, it was. we were just last night, uh, me and Missy over here, we were going to uh, a restaurant and we passed by the Hustler store. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And three girls are walking in. They were high school girls. These were fucking high school girls walking in to buy stripper clothes. And we're just laughing, going, yeah. And that's exactly what you're talking about. There's no more bimbo. Yeah, they're all going in, buying stripper clothes. They're dressed like fucking. They're putting on crazy amounts of makeup and everything. And they're all like that. So who are you shocking? But maybe you had a little part of doing all that, man. I hear. It I hear you. His bur- cool. book is permanently suspended. Uh, thank you, Anthony, for coming on. I really awesome, appreciate man. it, dude. Love it. It was a fun conversation. I look forward to having you on my podcast tomorrow. And, uh, dude, it was great. Thanks so Very much. Very cool, a big man. fan, dude. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate awesome. it. And we'll see you guys, dude. Grab my special Zero Fucks live from the Viper Room. Vimeo.com backslash on demand backslash zero fucks and we'll see you guys soon take care everybody